We know the Jewish people are a miracle, but why? From 1827 to 1856, 70,000 Jewish boys were stolen off their streets of their hometown to join Tsar Nikolai's army. Why? With the goal of turning them and forced converting them to Christianity and weakening the Jewish community. These 70,000 Jewish boys are known infamously as the Cantonistim. For 25 years, they endured terrible torture, physical difficulties, and discrimination for being Jewish boys in the Russian army. Think about it. For 25 years, they had no connection to their family, no connection to Judaism. They knew very little. They were whipped with straps up to fill in. After 25 years, they returned to their hometowns, and the Jewish community, unfortunately, discriminates against them, doesn't understand them. They don't look like Jews. They're tall. They're strong. They're soldiers. They don't speak Yiddish like everyone else. They don't know as much Judaism as everyone else. And so the Kansanistim that risked their life to retain their Jewish identity built their own shuls. One year in Sampastar, an old Jew comes to see the dancing of the Jews of the can the Jews at the Cantonist Shul. As he arrives there, he sees these big men, strong men, dancing with the Torah. They dance like Cossacks. Dancing and dancing. Then the seventh Hakafa comes and he sees the Jewish boys, the Cantonists, remove their shirts and hold the Torah on their bare skin, continue dancing. At this point, the old Jew sees the bodies of the Cantonists are filled with scars and wounds, pain so deeply riddled upon all their bodies. And the old Jew looks at the scene of these Cantonist boys that endured the struggles they had, dancing, 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 with the Torah on their bare body. He says to his children, we dance with the Torah. They, they are the Torah. In the past few months, we see the Jewish people becoming the Torah. Our mere identity is founded upon the Torah that exists eternally. Yes, there are Palestinians that have lived in the land, a portion of them, for hundreds of years. But our Jewish identity and connection to the land of Israel is surpassed the physical connection. It's who we are as Jewish people. We are B'nai Yisrael, the children of Israel. This week's Pasha is the only Pasha from Moshe Rabbeinu's birth until his death that his name is not mentioned. And the question is always asked, why? The Bala term says that next week, Pasha's Kisisa, when the Jewish people serve the Egal Azahav, Hashem tells to Maishra I'm going to create a new nation just with you. These people that I took out of Egypt, that I saved, that I performed miracles for, that I'm on the way to take them to the promised land, gave them a Torah, performed miracles for them. Forty days after receiving the Torah, I already serving other gods. My Shrabbeinu, we're gonna I'm gonna start a new people just with you. Don't worry about the people, these Jewish people. They clearly not fit to be my people. 
Remove me from the Torah that you have written. Maishu Rabbeinu said, My connection to the Jewish people surpasses the Torah. If you cannot save the people, then remove me from the Torah that you have written. And so, Sadiq's words are not taken lightly. And thus, this week's parasha, Hashem says, Hashem, Masha's name is not mentioned once. The Shalah Kadesh says that every single nook and cranny of this parsha is riddled with Masha Rabbeinu. How? The word Masha is Mem, Shin, Hey. In Kabbalah, sometimes we look at the numerical value of the full name, full spelt out name with all the letters being spelt out. If you take the Mem Shin Hey, the full letters, and remove the Mem, Mem is Mem Mem, Shin is Shin Yod Nun, and Hey is Hey Aleph. If you remove the Mem Shin Hey and calculate all the other letters, you get to 121. There are 121 Psukim in this week's parasha. How does this Kabbalistic reading mean anything? We just said, Masha's name is not mentioned in the parasha. And you, Moshe is referred to in the second person, rather in his name. The Shalah Kadesh is referring to something very deep. A name in many ways is limiting. As soon as someone's name is called or a certain aspect of their personality is defined, it is taking who they are at their essence and bringing it and in a way lessening it. When Moshe Rabbeinu comes down the mountain, it says that Moshe Rabbeinu's face radiated, his skin radiated when he came down the mountain after receiving the Torah. Karen or Panav, there was a, there was a, there was a light that came from his face. The Medrash tells us from where did he get the Karnehahad? Where did he get the rays of glory? He says when he was writing the Torah. Some ink remains in the quill, and when he passed it through his hair on his head, and from that the rays of glory were made. What does that mean? The ink, the extra ink from the Tyra that remained on Maishra Rabbeinu accidentally got on his head, and now the rays of glory come out of him? What is the Medrash trying to tell us? Maishra Rabbeinu, from saying, I will not have my name in the Tyra. The ink that remained left over, per se, from the Torah got itself on Maishra Rabbeinu and no longer was Maishra Rabbeinu a separate entity from the Torah of Atta Tetzave. You command. Maishra Rabbeinu became the Torah. And us, through connecting to a Maishra Rabbeinu, we become through the Torah too. This Shabbos. Today is Purim Katan. It is also, this week's parasha is also, Purim Katan was the last time that the Rebbe gave out the final mime of Atatitzave, which speaks about the power of a Rebbe, the Rebbe being the faithful shepherd, the Rebbe the one that is feeding us faith, the Jewish people faith. When we connect to a tzaddik, we connect to a Rebbe, when we connect to a leader, 
the Jewish people's entire purpose, their entire understanding as the people becomes clear. The past few months, I've seen so clearly that everything the Rebbe said about hostage deals, about Israel, about giving away land, about anti-Semitism, about terror, things that the Rebbe could have said 50 years ago during the 1974-1973 Yom Kippur War, things that the Rebbe could have said in 1967, have all come true. It's like the Rebbe's words are not just a mere suggestion. The Rebbe's words keep the Jewish people alive. And at this point, when it's so abundantly clear, the Jewish people, our Torah, our heritage, and our leader cannot be divided, it has become so, so obvious to me that without recognizing that what the Palestinians are trying to do so clearly right now is to remove our connection to the land by debunking the Torah, by saying the Torah doesn't exist, by saying the Jewish people have no connection to their land, by saying we are not the same people from 3,000, from 2,000 years ago, by saying that we are not the same people from 3,000 years ago, we are now white colonialists with white blood. It is disregarding the fact that we are the Torah. The ink of the leftover of the Torah went onto Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu, the light shone from Moshe. Moshe became the Torah. So I bless all of us in this week's parasha that we recognize how powerful the Torah is, how important it is that we act as Jews. We don't just be Jewish, we do Jewish. Our being is doing that every faculty and facet of our life should shine, Torah, should shine our morals and values that have kept us alive for 3,000 years. Without the Torah, we wouldn't be here. And remember the leader, remember the Moshe Rabbeinu, the person that gives us moral clarity, that explains Torah, that maneuvers through Torah, that explains to us how to understand Torah, interpret Torah, bring Torah into our practical life. Remember, we may have wounds, but we're not dancing with the Torah. We are the Torah. Wishing you a beautiful Shabbos.